Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, December the 19th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are wrapping about 10 ways to take care of yourself every single day. Especially as you guys navigate through the holiday season and we move into 2022. Hopefully it um, feels even more normal like it used to. Uh, Fingers crossed on that one. World's a weird place, but uh, I'm positive and I'm navigating it to the best of my ability. Uh, We actually had a last minute cancellation here on the podcast, but... I promise to deliver you guys something just as amazing, and we'll get the guests rescheduled here uh, as we get into the new year. My plan is, for everybody out there, we are most likely going to do an episode, I believe, Thursday uh, afternoon with Heather and myself, kind of a, a closeout for her, and I'll pop back on uh, the week uh, right after Christmas as we move into January. We'll be kicking off our 47-day transformation, which I'll share a lot more with you guys when it comes to the end of December here, early January. I believe the start date is January the 10th. It's our flagship program. Uh, If you're looking to to make real, real life changes in all the pillars of your health and fitness, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, this is the program for you. It's very detailed. It's very in-depth. one of the things I'm the most proud of uh, digitally, no doubt. So 47daytransformation.com. I'll share a bunch more. I'll do podcast uh, discount codes for you guys if you're interested. But uh, that is the next uh, couple of weeks here. But I digress. We're going to talk about the 10 ways you can take care of yourself every single day, especially if you guys have been chewing on you know, a rough patch or two here, which if you're an adult over the age of probably 25 or shit, even if you're a kid now, you're probably chewing on some real stuff. But before I jump into all that, you guys already know the drill. We are brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. The website, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. It's the one thing I take every single day. Uh, it's an easy way to get all your micronutrients, your probiotics, your digestive enzymes. If you struggle with eating enough vegetables and fruits, and let's be real, everybody I know, struggles with eating enough veggies. It's hard to digest that much. It's hard to eat that much. It's hard to prep that much. It can be done for sure, but it's tough. And uh, even for me, uh, being a health and and fitness person, if you will, it's, it's a struggle sometimes with how busy I get and just to be able to digest that much broccoli at once. Uh, you're probably not having sex later and I like to do that. So that's why I take athletic greens. Easy on the stomach, the best tasting greens on the planet. I used to take shots of wild turkey in college. That wasn't doing me any favors, and it tasted like shit. And now I slam athletic greens. It helps me, and it tastes way better. If you're interested and you want to pick some up, we can give you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Or if you've never tried it and you've heard me talk about it a 100 times or maybe this is the first episode ever, we will send you a pack of athletic greens for free right to your front door. I don't care where you live. Excuse me. Monica will get you a pack. You can try it, see how awesome it tastes, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So message us, Instagram, Facebook, email, the website, 
anywhere you can, we will get you a pack for free. Again, the website is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get hooked up with all the free stuff. And if you're taking 14 different pills a day to try to get all your micronutrient goals, I would urge you to pick this up. It makes life a whole hell of a lot easier. I'll be traveling over the holidays, uh, right around Christmas Eve, Christmas time, and I will be taking the greens with me because I never go a day without it. Next on the list, our friends at Dry Farms Wine. Heather loves uh, her wine, but she doesn't want to do the shitty wines, if you guys know what I'm talking about. The ones that have all these additives thrown in there. The FDA currently lets 76 additives be approved to your wine. So when you think you're making a great choice, odds are it could be packed with not only sugar, but a bunch of other garbage you don't really need in there. And by the estimates, uh, pure wine is rare. Uh, less than 0.01% of the world's wines meet the criteria of dry farm wines. So if you guys want to pick some up, great holiday gift. And if you're going to drink booze anyway, you might as well make it the you know healthiest, best version of booze. You can go to the site, dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. You get a bottle for a penny with your first order. So if you guys want to pick up some wine for friends and family, you get the next bottle for just one cent. Basically, it's like buy one, get one free. So a pretty sick deal. Again, the site, dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness to get hooked up. If you guys need the link, message me. I'm happy to send it. Otherwise, we'll throw all these bad boys in the show notes. Also, we're brought to you by my friends at Beam CBD. BeamTLC.com, the code Jeremy Scott, gets you 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. I take the dream product to go to sleep every single night. There is no THC in it. You will not get high, but it does help me fall asleep and stay asleep. I wake up. I don't feel groggy. I'm just ready to kick ass at 4 a.m., seven days a week. If you guys want to check it out, we do have a bunch of free sample packs here still in the office. We'll send you a handful. Uh, you can try it for a couple of nights, see if it works for you. And then get hooked up with all the free stuff. Again, the site, beamtlc.com. Put in the code Jeremy Scott, and it gets you hooked up on everything. All the oils, the salves. But I do like the Dream product specifically myself. And we're also brought to you by my friends at JLab Pro, where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, curl oils. JeremyScottFitness.jlabpro.com. We always have a discount on the protein and the collagen. And typically, they have a handful of sales throughout the year. So if you guys want to check that out, or if you want our free supplement guide, just message me. I'm happy to send it your way. If you want a little bit more education on what I personally do and what Heather does uh, to stay healthy. And the same things we recommend to, obviously, all the athletes here. And then last but not least, our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. Love the bone broth. Love their chicken soup. They make an awesome chili as well. I love the bone broth for the fact of, A, it's great for gut health and digestion, but also hair, skin, and nails, which Lord knows as we get older, we all need. But more than that, it does taste the best. That's my opinion, and I don't, no one's ever sent me another bone broth product that kind of compares to it. But they use all grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Their chickens are humanely raised, no antibiotics, no hormones, no added preservatives, no artificial flavors, no extra sodium, no bullshit. It's as real as it gets. And if you want to go to Kettle and Fire, uh, the site itself, you can put in this, the code SCOTT20 for 20% off or hit me up and I'll send you guys a code uh, to get everything saved there. But if you're looking to add something, especially if you are a, a keto person, a paleo person, an intermittent fasting person, these are great things to add and just for overall health in general. 
if you want, if you're just eating like chicken soup, I would urge you to put bone broth in it versus just chicken broth, just for all the added health benefits. So message us. Otherwise, all the links are in the show notes. So now, I was reading the other day, uh, as I was posting in our groups, this post from Zach Evanesh, who is out of the Underground Strength Gym there in New Jersey. Uh, This was posted, I believe, a handful of days ago. It came with a photo, uh, text, and then also a full breakdown. And uh, I want to share this. This is more for all my fitness uh, pros out there. And I'm going to kind of just read uh, what he threw out there because it's real. You know, it's uh, something I believe in and it echoes a lot of what we do. Obviously, you run a business, right? And fitness is tough because it's kind of like part fitness, part entertainment. And you have to, you got to game it a little bit, you know, but how much are you willing to game? And what I mean is, you have to sell people, you know, what they want within reason, but give them what they need. We call it sizzle and steak in our business. And there's a lot of things we do that sizzle, but those things wouldn't matter if there wasn't steak behind it. So if, you know, you just saw something we did on Instagram, maybe it's me, you know, doing some shirtless bullshit. And that got you to stop scrolling and you clicked and you watched it, but that's all you ever did. You might just think I'm this, you know, shirtless douchebag doing exercise, which is fine. You know, if that's the hat I need to wear for you, then I'm okay with it. But when you dig deeper, that's the stake. Well, they really do talk about things that, you know, extend beyond just physical fitness. And it's really not just about being shredded or, you know, getting jacked. It's a lot more that goes into this business and this craft that we do here. That would be the stake, my friends, where we really do coach and help people on the things that work. And that's kind of the point of what he's writing here. And the caption is, and I quote, if I can't be myself, then I'm not doing it. I'll lose money before I ever sell out and have to sell fake shit fads and gimmicks. You're not going to get some influencer bullshit from me. It's real or nothing. And that's the end quote. Now, he goes into more detail. And I'm going to read this, especially for my young coaches, uh, any of the fit pros, any of the people who maybe want to get into this life or the, you know, kind of entrepreneurial life of the internet where, you know, personal brand is a thing and you create these communities and tribes and I guess, you know, followings, if you will. A lot of people just want to be famous to be famous, right? And I call it fake famous because whether you have one person watching and listening to you or 1,000 or 100,000 or 300,000, it's the same message. You're the same person. You know, for better or for worse, we all kind of put our pants in the same way. We all wipe our asses the same way. We all have similar struggles in routines most days. Like as much as we are all uniquely different, we, we're all real basic. And I don't believe in that that famous bullshit. And a lot of people kind of buy into that and think, you know, once you have this many people watch you or listen to you or follow you, you're an expert and you're a genius and everything is amazing. And that's not really the case. And that's not what we ever set out to do here. It had nothing to do with that. Uh, It just kind of happened. I didn't 
we didn't start this and I didn't start doing this to be fake famous on the internet or, you know, become a fucking millionaire. I did it just because I, A, I selfishly didn't want to do something I hated every day. And two, I wanted to do something that gave me meaning that also helped people. And the older I get and the longer I've been in this, I realize like a lot of times I do it. Now we have long-term goals, obviously for certain things, but it's not about numbers. It's not about subscribers. It's not about followers. It's not, you know, just about customers and, and, you know, purchases. Obviously we're a business. We have to make more money than we lose. But I really do this because I, I just want to keep playing the game. Like that's what I figured out. It's, you know, whether, you know, I win awards or, you know, I'm rewarded with money or status or whatever, that stuff's super cool, but I just like to play the game. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, I think if you get into this life, you have to have a true North Star and know what you got into it for. And remember that the longer you go on and the takeaway is don't sell out, you know, don't, don't sell your soul today because you're gonna have to answer for that 10 years from now. And what I mean is there's certain things I'm not willing to do and there's certain deals I won't take and there's certain opportunities I turn down because it's not who I am. It's, it's bullshit. It's just for money. It's just for a quick fix. And I'm not judging anybody. Obviously you got to put food on the table and you can't feed your family, you know, with legacy and, uh, and high fives, but there is a point where if you're doing something today that you think you'd be embarrassed for 10 years from now, or if you're doing something today that you wouldn't want your peers to see either today or down the line, then maybe you shouldn't do it. And I feel that's where he's coming from. And I'm going to read this real quick. And for my health, fitness professionals, or anybody who is looking to be in an industry or build a career or build their name, I think this is important. And he goes into saying, I quote, I recall Dr. Ken Listener writing for Iron Mind Magazine, and it was his last article, and he stated that he didn't feel there was any other way to keep writing about hard work on the basics, intensity, commitment, and again, the basics. I had a recent conversation with a friend where we feel the same way. We will not sell these bullshit fads or gimmicks. I'll lose money or I'll burn it all down before I resort to that crap. The problem is the majority of people fall for the crap. They want all the craziness. They want all the fads. They want all the gimmicks and all the quick fixes. Talking about 20 rep squats, working hard, those kinds of words of advice offend people nowadays. And that's the unfortunate truth. I coach. That's what I do. And I want to do that in the real world. And then I want to take that. And that's what goes on to my online coaching. Unlike a lot of influencers out here selling their quote unquote work, I'm actually training athletes every day, sometimes 100, 200 people a day. The last time some of these experts trained 200 people was never, not in one day and not in an entire lifetime. I don't have a full-time videographer. I don't have an ads manager or anything else. So all you're going to get is what's real for me, period, end of story. People want the shortcut. They want the pill. They want the quick fix. But as Matt Winning says, you need to think long term and follow through on what's good for you for the next four to six years, not the next six weeks. That type of thinking is not what people want today. 
they want now, and I'm going to interject here, they want microwave results in a crockpot world. I'll say it again. People want these microwave results when a crockpot is the only way to get there. Heck, people want results yesterday for the work they never put in today. I'm going to repeat that because that one hit me hard, and that's the... Sorry, everybody. It's the fucking truth. And we hear it here all the time, especially in fitness, anything in life, finance, excuse me, relationships, education. People want results yesterday for the work they never put in today. By the way, what's going to happen today is similar to the 80s and 90s. Many of the great coaches are going to probably end up in their garages. When I was invited to train the Navy Special Warfare, I was teaching elementary PE. Try adding that shit up. Real recognize real. The fitness industry is not what I'm a part of. If it's not true to my heart, then I'm not doing it. Live the code 365. End quote. So the two things I want to touch on. One, everybody wants everything in two seconds. And nobody seems to want to like to really work for it and eat, eat shit. And um, it just has to be done, man. You know, you can't. You can't fly in the sky without, you know, shoveling the shit. Like, you got to be down in the dirt, man. And you have to put in the work. It's just the truth. And the the phrase he says is, you know, some of these coaches moving to their garages. That's a thing where, um, you know, I could talk about this all day. But it's sad for me to see because there's a lot of people who are great fitness coaches. They're great health coaches. But they are not willing to play the game and they're not willing to to kind of break through the noise. And so they kind of get left behind, which is really sad because that's a terrible reason for somebody to not get legit help with their health and fitness because they're just not a influencer. They're not, they don't look a certain way or they don't, you know, edit the videos, you know, just like somebody else does. Now, I go back and forth on that because we can sit and bitch and whine and complain about it. But at the end of the day, you got to go where the people are. So you got to be on the platforms. It doesn't mean you got to, you know, shake your ass and do a bunch of crazy shit, but you have to go where people are and you have to give them some of what they want and then you can spoon feed them what they need. And that's the truth. Um, but it's, it's tough to see, man. It's um, the fast paced environment where people aren't willing to just really sacrifice and put in work for things is mind blowing. And this is, it's been going on for, for as long as time. This isn't new. Uh, I'm not bagging on younger kids and millennials and uh, people way younger than me because there's 65-year-olds who do the same shit. So it's even across the board. But I just think in the the world today, um, people aren't willing to pay the price today when they can't see the promise tomorrow. And that's that goes for their finances and their career and everything else. And if you take anything away from that, just remember... People want results yesterday for the work they didn't put in today, and that's just not the reality. So if you're listening and, you know, maybe things aren't exactly where you want them to be, it's probably on you, man. Um, And that's a great thing to hear. I know for a lot of people it's tough to chew on, um, but when you realize it's on you and you're in control of it and it comes down to your time management, your effort, your energy, life gets real good because you're in the driver's seat. And you can course correct and you can turn this, you know, ship around, if you will. Um, My life is no different, man. I look at the things that I sucked at for a long time, the things I'm still not good at. I'm in control of that. And oftentimes it's these little, little habit changes that make the biggest difference in the world.
But I digress. We'll move into the 10 ways to take better care of yourself every single day. Um, a lot of these are things you guys, you know, for better or worse, probably know, um, or at least should know. And I threw something up on my Instagram today. Uh, again, this is December the 19th, 2021. You can go back and see it. Uh, and I've shared this a couple of times um, with different uh, audiences in, in some of the talks we do. Uh, we asked the question, you know, if you're not happy, you know, what should you do? And my advice, real blanket, simple, find better friends, exercise daily, get good sleep, meditate, eat better food, be nice to people, and have gratitude. And now on top of that, understand you're a real human, and sometimes you're going to have a shitty day, man. It's just called being an adult. Don't worry about it. They come and go. There's ups and downs, peaks and valleys. That's life. And <clears throat> granted, it's hard when you're in the middle of the shit and uh, it feels like everything's crashing down on you. But sometimes those <clears throat> rough days or weeks or seasons, they exist to remind you of the awesome stuff so we can appreciate it. And that's what's hard to do, especially when it feels like you're just taking loss after loss after loss. It's nice to get a win here or there. Um, and everybody gets them. We just don't take the time to focus on them like we do the losses. And I'll explain that in a second. If you look at social media, for example, you might have 50 people tell you you're awesome, but it's that one negative comment that just eats at you. You can't do that. Your brain is you know, kind of searching for that negativity, which is really odd, but you can't focus on that. You got to focus on the positive. It's like when you look at your body and you, you don't like it, right? Like, oh, my, my stomach's too fat or my legs are shit or my arms are this or whatever your jam is. That's one body part, but you got a ton of body parts, man. So if 50 things in your body are working right and looking great, but there's one that isn't, it's a pretty good ratio. You have to focus on the positive. And in terms of not, you know, feeling good and, and not being happy, there is a, a Jerry Rust, no, Jerry Rust, Jerry West quote, uh, the logo himself uh, from the NBA. He said, and I quote, you can't get much done in life if you only work on the days when you feel good. You can't get much done in life if you only work on the days when you feel good. And the way I read that is, you have to do certain things that put you in a position to feel good most days. Life is going to kick us all in the face at times. And I think for the last few years, you know, 2020 and, and 2021, even some of the bullshit I see these people doing now, um, it's a prime example of that. And bad things are going to come our way. Um, you know, the news, the media, whatever it may be, they're going to throw shit at you that's not in your control and, and try to push you, you know, in my opinion, into being scared. Uh, if it bleeds, it leads type of shit. If it makes you feel a certain kind of way, uh, you can't control that stuff. But we can control how we react to those things moving forward. We can control our attitude towards those things. And obviously the list I shared quickly and the list I'm going to share is not perfect. And it's not for everyone, but it works for me. And so when I get this, you know, unexpected 
Chuck Norris style kick in the face or the nuts, um, I resort back to these and that's kind of my base, right? Like these are the, the, the fundamental routines that ground me into feeling good. And if you guys put these into play, I have a feeling, you know, it's going to do the same thing for you. Now, again, obviously if you're going through some real shit, you might need to talk to somebody, um, professional and not listen to a, a knucklehead like me, but I was not always this person and, and I was not always in a great place. And even, you know, I've talked about this before, even during the, uh, <clears throat> like the pandemic when it's like early on, I had a couple of rough days, man. Like where I'm just like, you know, fuck this shit. Uh, I don't want to do it. And what I always found was when I went back to the things that are my base, it always kind of snapped me out of it. It really did. And I know everybody's not the same, but if I read through these tips and you find yourself not doing half of them or most of them, or you sporadically do them, I would ask you to start kind of stacking them into your day one by one. Now, I'm not saying do all 10 at once, and I might go over 10, who knows, but you got to start with one. You really do. And uh, it doesn't got to be complex things. And I think as we get older, we get so again, busy working in our lives, we don't step back and work on our lives and we get consumed by work and the media and what's going on and the economy and, you know, your kids and all these things that kind of just weigh on you. And it, if you let it, it can crush you, man, because it's your brain is not equipped to take in all these things at once it just isn't. This is for little kids this is for grown adults. Like, I don't think we are equipped to take in the world news. We're not equipped to take in everybody's problems. And then you feed in just normal life on top of that. And it's, uh, your body's in this fight or flight way up more often than it needs to be. So these would be the 10 things or the 10 ways, I guess you can take care of yourself every single day. And the first one right off top, which is easy you guys have to exercise. You got to move your body. You got to work out. Um, I don't care um, how you make it happen. It just has to happen. And we can all make 100 excuses. And I know it's tough. Uh, if your career is super demanding, uh, you got kids at home, you're a mom, you got multiple kids, it's like your life is just erratic. You're, you're doing enough just to keep the whole thing, you know, together with, you know, rubber bands and, and chewing gum but you have to make time for yourself. And I don't care if it's 10 minutes a couple times a week, that's fine. If you're doing nothing, start there. Shallow and deep end. In a perfect world, for the average person, I think working out three times a week uh, for 52 weeks is the best medicine. 30 minutes, three times a week, 52 weeks. 30 by 52. Not, not insane, but you're just doing that wash, rinse, repeat. If you can be part of a community, great. If it's at home, awesome. And for a lot of people, getting up early is the best case scenario because you don't got an excuse. You just get up, you get it done. I don't care if it's walking. Um, if you can pick up some kind of loads, you have to do it. No matter how shitty I feel, uh, just training through it, it helps. And, and I, I get it, man. I had some time, you know, you know, probably 2020 um, <clears throat> where I was dealing with a lot of bullshit here, trying to just navigate all the rules and mandates and nonsense and it's overwhelming for sure and I don't have 
three kids running around and I'm not in a financial pinch. And even I felt like shit. So I know how a lot of you guys must be. But the one thing I could do is I could work out. I could train. I could exercise. And some days they weren't the best workouts, I'll be honest with you. Um, But I gutted through it. And I always felt better either halfway through or when it was done. I felt a sense of accomplishment. My heart rate was up. I felt a sense of pride that I pushed through in a day I didn't want to push through. And I do think those are the days that matter most. The days when you really don't want to get up and you really don't want to do it and you fucking do it anyway, those pay the biggest dividends. Those days compound more than anything else. So the one thing I would do is just get your physical health in order. Move your body. Movement is medicine. I've said it before. I'll say it till the day that I die. I, I truly believe that. The more active you can be, the better everything else is going to go, especially if you're talking about overall health and like trying to avoid, you know, some of the bullshit that's going to come your way. So the number one thing is you just, you got to move, man. Uh, You got to be healthy. You got to be active. The second thing I would say, you need to really, you know, set these specific times um, for when you're not working because you can always work more. You can always return emails. There's always phone calls. There's always projects. There's always more work. That never ends, especially if you run your own business or uh, you're in a startup. Or even if you work for a giant you know, chain, uh, people can take phone calls at 5 a.m. and still be taking phone calls at 7 p.m. But you can't do that. You really have to schedule everything that's important to your life. So if it's you know first thing in the morning, 6 a.m., and you don't work till 9 a.m., get all your ducks in a row. And then whatever is, you know, between your, your dinner time hours, you know, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Setting a schedule for everything can be life-changing. It, it might seem like it's very militant and it's very constrictive, but it's the opposite. It, it buys you freedom. It buys you peace of mind. It gives you an outline to follow. And you might have to shift and move things around but if you're not scheduling things in your life, they're probably not important to you. Now, whether you write it down, put it in your phone, or just in your head mentally, you do what works best for you. I obviously write post-its everywhere, and uh, I'll throw it, obviously, in my phone as well. But the schedule, to me, is the ultimate freedom and the ultimate flexibility because I know what times I have blocked off and what times I have free. I think the same thing will work for you guys. But if you just mindlessly wander through your day and think like, oh, I'll make time for, for fitness. I'll make time for, you know, budgeting our finances. I'll make time for taking that class. I'll make time for prepping my meals. Odds are it's not going to happen. Now, I might even go as far to schedule sex at my house. As crazy as that sounds, well, Jeremy, that's not romantic. It's not sporadic. I'm like, well, it's important to me, so I want to schedule it in. Now, sometimes it might be off the cuff, but if I got an appointment set at 5 o'clock on Thursday... I'm going to get my ass home by five o'clock on Thursday to do my business. And I know it sounds crazy, but if you've been in a relationship long enough, sometimes it's what you have to do, especially if you're both busy, you're traveling, you're working, you have kids. It just, it helps set specific times for the things that matter to you in your life. If it's important to you, you will schedule it. If it is not, odds are you won't. The next thing, number three, am I on? Yeah. We'll say getting some Quality sleep is key. Again, you guys know a lot of these. 
but all the benefits that science has done on sleep, it's, we could go on for hours and hours and hours. More sleep for a lot of people equals more happiness, overall better health, physical, mental, um, I think emotional as well. You make better decisions. Uh, it lets your brain, you know, obviously relax, heal, lets your body heal. You get to recharge your batteries. Uh, all the hard work you put in the gym is, you know, basically being put into place when you are asleep. But again, if you're not having these set sleep and wake up times, it's going to cause a lot of issues down the line. Now, a day here or there, sure, if you got to extend yourself to get up a little bit earlier, get up a little bit later, that's fine. But if possible, sleeping six to eight legit hours per night is a game changer. Next on the list, if you guys can do some form of meditation or mindfulness or a, a gratitude minute or moment, uh, it's up to you, whatever works. I know a lot of people here wake up and they start their day with like a short, you know, 5, 10, 15 minute uh, meditation practice. Some people use the apps for it. Um, some people really go hard on the, the visualization, uh, just thinking about the things that they're grateful for, um, maybe just putting them on the right track for the day to kind of minimize any negative bullshit that's going on in their life. Um, I do think when you start the day that way, you have this increased sense of perspective, self-awareness, and you tend to be more positive and happy overall. Now, it's not going to fix everything. It's not, you know, it's not a miracle. But I will say, taking a moment, just being in silence, and I've shared this before, when I come to work here, and I'm just driving, obviously my car radio died years and years ago, or at least I don't have the code for it. I'm too lazy to go to the dealership and get it fixed. So I've had no noise in my car for five or six years at this point. And I do a lot of podcasts um, and audible books on the way home, but on the way to work, when it's pitch dark, it's four something in the morning, I get about 13 to, to 20 minutes of just silence. And it's the same route I take. So it's very mindless. It's easy to do. But that's kind of my my meditation time, my mindfulness time to collect my thoughts. Sometimes I have a great idea in there. Uh, not often, but once in a while I have a good idea. Uh, but it's just me letting my brain just relax, be clear, kind of set my intention for the day and just be like, hey, man, just be here and just be driving and, you know, just appreciate. And sometimes in the summertime where it's a little bit nicer, I might have a moment of gratitude. Just be like, you know what? It's 92 degrees right now. And it's not that hot because it's going to be 118. So I'm there. I'm like, my hand's at the window. There's a cool breeze. I look around. I'm like, this isn't too bad, man. This could be way worse. And it, it's simple things like that where if you really are focused on just being where you're at and being present, even for just a couple of minutes, I think it can change your whole mood. But when you're always bogged down by emails and phone calls and social media and constant just busyness, you never get a chance to just relax and step back and just look around at where you are. And I think for a lot of people, that's a huge thing. Number five, friends and family. Uh, this is everything. And if I had to do lists of importance, if you're somebody who is, 
you know, trying to really take care of yourself uh, mentally and emotionally. You got to talk to your friends and family, man, and the people that are closest to you, uh, especially the ones that are they're they're legit. If you're having a a stressful time, uh, you're overwhelmed, you have anxiety. Don't just swallow it, dude. And um, I've probably been guilty of this uh, more than anything over the course of my life. I feel like I'm from like a different era, you know, kind of like from like my old man's era, maybe even further back where you're like the strong, silent type dude where you just kind of swallow all the problems and you bury them and hope they never fucking come back up. That's basically who I am uh, for the most part. But obviously I share with you guys a lot of things. I share, you know, certain things with my wife as well. But if you're really struggling, man, um, you got to talk about it to, to somebody. It's uh, it's not only like cathartic, but it's like it's therapeutic. And, and sometimes it's just people listening. And there's a lot of people I've sat in this office right here, the one I'm talking to you from right now, where people have sat across from me and told me, hey, you know, uh, I'm battling cancer. Hey, uh, I'm getting a, vo- a divorce. Hey, uh, my dad just died. Hey. My kid has whatever. I've literally listened to these stories for over a decade. And I don't have an answer for a lot of that stuff, man. Like there's no magic words I can I can wave over them that's going to fix it. But I can listen. I can hear what they're saying and not just wait for my turn to talk. And if you have people like that in your life who are willing to listen to you and are your biggest fans and your biggest supporters, just pick up a phone, man, and call them. Uh, shoot them a text, start a dialogue. Because A, it'll keep you grounded if you got some shit going on, but two, it'll just make you feel better. Um, it really will. And if you don't have a good network of people, you got to find better friends, man. You really do. And sometimes you're the hand reaching, and sometimes you're the hand giving. You know, I try to always, you know, give 51 and take 49. I try to be, you know, a fountain and not a drain to people. But sometimes you're going to be the drain, and that's okay. If more often than not you're giving, it's fine. But if you don't have people you can confide in, you're going to struggle, dude. You really will. And I say find better friends because without a community, without a tribe, without even a small circle, I'm not talking you got to have 300 people. It's not realistic. Three people, five people, two people that you can depend on, that's everything. Uh, I read this quote a lot. I actually have it up in my office. It's right above my door. And again, I've shared it on here before. Uh, Christopher McCandless, uh, happiness is only real when shared. And I believe that. The older I get, the more I realize it. Like, what would this all be worth? What would this all be about if I just, you know, create this this business and I reach all these people on the internet and they watch our stuff and they buy it and we make all this money, but I have no one to share it with. How empty is that, you know? And again, it doesn't got to be, you know, you don't got to share it with a million people, but if you can share it with your close circle, that's the game. And I think for a lot of us, that's what dictates our happiness is our our friendships, our relationships. At the end of the day, I think most of us, like that's what, that's what we'll remember. And that's like what we'll be remembered for. And there's a quote I threw up on uh, my story the other day, and it's, when our time on this earth is done, money or material things will not matter. 
but the love and the time and the kindness that we've given others will shine and that'll live forever and that'll live in them and that'll live through them as they pass it on and that's the game it's just it's we're, that's what we're here to do is to collectively to just make each other's lives you know more badass if possible so if you're struggling reach out to your friends if you don't have a circle extend your circle become that person that attracts those other people or shit reach out to us I'll, I'll give whatever two cents I can but if you're looking for a way to make yourself you know feel better and be more positive and more happy it's talking to other people if you can physically be around them even better and I think if we learned anything from the last you know couple years it's that we need to be around other people the uh the zoom stuff and those crazy things like it's good for what it is but it doesn't do it justice and i use the the bj gadur example as bj was here like about a week and a half ago when him and david jack and myself you know go out to dinner that matters that's you know that's fellowship that's your tribe that's your community i get more out of that five hours you know with them than i do from 500 messages on the internet that's not saying i don't appreciate all the messages people send in because i'm very humbled and i'm thankful I go, but I can share things with them where it's a two-way street. We're all giving and pouring into each other's cups over time. And if people don't have that, they're going to struggle physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and everything else in between. So I would say if you can reach out to people or really keep your inner circle positive and tight, make that a priority. Next on my list, we're going to go with make time for play. Uh, I'm a huge fan of this. You guys got to play. You got to do things that are fun. You got to do shit that you enjoy. Every day does not have to be a grind. Every day does not have to be a struggle. If your training is always a chore, if you always hate it, if you're always like, I don't want to go to the gym today. I don't want to go for a run. Oh, this sucks. You got to mix it up. Now, some days you're going to feel that. Some days you're going to have to push through it. Some days you're going to have to like, you know, shut up that inner asshole inside of you and just say, you know, go to the gym and put in the work, but some days you can have fun. You can go for a hike. You can ride your bike. You can do yoga. You can play with your kids. You do the things you enjoy. Whatever your escapism is, you have to be willing to play and get lost in the play. And I've said this, you know, a million times. It's why kids can run around for hours and hours and hours and they're like, they're not tired. Well, they've been exercising for five hours, but they don't think of it that way. They have a mental shift. Now, obviously, they're younger and they have energy and they don't have the same mental responsibilities as we do, so their brain can be free where ours is bogged down full of bullshit most of the time, but they don't think of it as exercise. It's just play. There's some gamesmanship to that. Like, even here, we just finished up our last Sunday Advance Metcon of the year, which, shout out to all my people because you guys are just, you're badasses for doing these terrible workouts, and I thank you for joining me uh, in the misery together. But we, we game it a little bit. We make it almost like a version of play. Now, we're still chasing numbers and metrics, and we're kind of competing with each other, but ultimately just with ourselves. But there's some play involved there where the time is going by super fast. Or, I mean, when you're doing 100 cows in the assault bike, the time seems to be going real fucking slow. But most of the things, the time is you're kind of chasing the clock. You're chasing the reps. You're chasing the person next to you. Um, and it can be fun, man. And you really just kind of enjoy the suck of it. And now that's like probably the most, you know, concrete version of it. But when I go play basketball, I just get lost in it. I don't even think about it. 
And I think you have to have those physical escapisms uh, in your life and just really appreciate them. And that's, we don't do enough of it as adults. And I think if we did more things like kids, uh, we'd be better off for it. Next thing on my list, I do think you should be listening to positive reinforcement. And whether that be an audible book, whether it be a podcast like this one, or people that just tend to, you know, kind of put you in a good mood. I think one of the best practices you can do is get yourself outside. If you live in the Midwest, I'm sorry. Um, I love you guys, but man, you're getting hammered right now. Uh, If you can get outside, get some fresh air, get some sunlight, get some natural vitamin D in you, and put on a podcast, put on an audible book, and just go for a walk. And just something to put you in a better headspace, to help you be more mindful, to help you uh, be healthier, be happier. These things matter because in the world where you're always bombarded by the negative shit, now that's going to happen no matter what. It doesn't matter uh, where you live or where you're at. The news is going to find you, whether your friend tells you or you get on one of the apps and scroll, the negativity is always going to be thrown in there. The We don't tend to lead with the positive stories. We lead with, uh, oh, here's the cases, or here's this is shutting down, or this is somebody got shot here, or they just they threw a baby in the trash can. Like, it's the most negative, horrific horseshit ever. And, like, who the fuck can listen to and watch that all day? We're not meant to do that. So you have to control what you're consuming. We've done a whole podcast titled You Are Where You Consume on every level, from the food you eat to the people you surround yourself with, to the books you read and the shows you watch. You're consuming that. It's going into your brain. It's it's going into your heart. It's in your soul. If you're always embedding negativity and drama and shit in your life, how the fuck can you be positive? It's damn near impossible. So you have to take action and start inserting yourself into positive environments. And that starts with what you read, what you watch, and what you listen to. It's changed my life. And I think it can do the same thing for you guys. And sometimes just having it in the background. If it's just me rambling on in the background and maybe I'll say something that's worth a shit and you'll listen to it, cool. Or if it's somebody else. Uh, I know when I was younger, it would be just putting on motivational YouTube videos. And I'm not watching them. I'm actually like writing copy or I'm doing emails, but I'm just listening to these. It's clips of whether it's uh, Les Brown or if it was Tony Robbins or Jim Rohn or Eric Thomas, you name it. It just it put me in this this mood to be more productive, to be more positive, and I do have to think a lot of that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, has stayed with me over the years, and I think it'll do the same thing for you guys, especially if you're continually listening to positive things and real messages and things that put your mind on the right track and give you hope and confidence, as opposed to just making you feel like, well, the best days are behind us everything's fucked, might as well just cross my fingers, hold my breath and wait till this is over. Like, that's no way to live life. You can literally change your environment in a multitude of ways. And by listening, especially now with the phones, by listening to something positive and educational, it can put you on the right track. The rest of these I'm going to go over uh, just briefly. Uh, I touched on the exercise we touched on you guys being mindful and meditating. I do think eating better food is huge. And a lot of people who eat like shit aren't going to like this and they're not going to believe me. But dude, I'm telling you, when you can eat 80, 90% of the time real 
whole organic fresh food, man, you'll feel like a different person. You literally will. Obviously, portion size matters if you want to track macros and all that stuff. But eating greens, eating quality proteins, eating healthy fats, micronutrients, like putting chia seeds into your life, having quality omegas, it's a game changer. It really is. And if you're not doing that, I promise you, if you can make a commitment from now to the end of the year, or maybe it's you're a New Year's resolution person, and that's fine. If you can make a commitment to be like, you know what, I'm only going to eat real food, uh, and I'm not going to drink booze for 30 days. Uh, God, who was telling me that? Was Kayla was in here? She was doing, um, not like sober October, but it was like dry January. That's what she said. Um, buy your dry farms of wines before then. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, but I joke. But I think she said it was dry January. And she goes, that, you know, I do a dry January every single year. And sometimes I even stretched out into uh, February or maybe March. Now, I'm not telling you guys not to drink booze, but if you can set a precedent and say, hey, for 30 days, I'm only going to eat real food. If it runs, it swims, it flies, it grows from the earth, boom. Um, if it's in a bag or a box, I don't need it till February. And if you could make it a dry January, for example, and I thought about this when she said this to me, it's, uh, it's probably the easiest month to do it because you really don't have shit in January. Because the Super Bowl's in February. I think if you're in Scottsdale here, the... Phoenix Open and Barrett Jackson is like after that. I think it's like February or March. And most of you, January, you, you've been eating and drinking like shit for two months already. So why not just say, hey, for a whole month? And I can't tell you enough how much better you're going to look, you're going to move, and you're going to feel mentally and physically. It really is everything. So when I don't feel good, I do look at my diet. And mine doesn't deviate a lot, but I might you know, not be as diligent on certain things. Because last night we went out with uh, one of my college teammates and his wife. They they just moved here. And uh, great time, awesome people. And again, that's another fellowship opportunity. That's another time where we can sit and talk and share stories and be vulnerable and be transparent. Hey, I'm having a tough time with this. Hey, this part sucked for me. Hey, it's awesome to see you. Like the you're energized when you leave those uh, kind of dinners and conversations. But my point is, I had like, you know, I had a beer and uh, had a couple chips and uh, and guacamole. It's the Southwest. The, the, the guac here is, it's next level. It's not like, it's not like being in Minnesota. No offense, anybody. But uh, you go out and you have some things. And I'm okay with that in, in moderation. But there's no way I could do that seven days a week. Like every single day how people are doing it. And even by just doing a couple of things, I can notice it a little bit, you know, where I'm not eating like I normally do. It's kind of off base. And I, you know, you push through it today, but if you can avoid doing those things for a month of January, when typically you're not a social, I think it can be a huge game changer for you guys. And then my hope would be you keep a lot of those habits moving forward into the rest of the year. Because you set a foundation, you're like, wow, now I know how good I feel when I don't put shit in my body. I don't want to go back to that feeling. And I just talked to uh, one of our Sunday Metcon gangsters here. She's the ER doctor, Dr. Bayer. She's been on the podcast before about, you know, what they are seeing in the hospitals um, with people, you know, not just COVID stuff, but everything, you know, the hospitals are full, people aren't healthy, and that's the underlying conversation she's like I wish you know we could be healthier as a nation overall 
and that would fix a lot of these problems. And I said to her, I go, I don't think a normal person knows what healthy feels like. And so they're just used to kind of feeling like shit. And if I could rip out of my body and put it into them, here's how I feel every day, they go, oh, fuck. That's how you get up at four every day. That's how you do these workouts. That's how you can be so positive and so energetic. And I'm not on, I'm not knocking anybody. I don't take medications. I'm not on Adderall. I don't take any of this stuff. This is just naturally my fucking crazy brain just going all the time. And every day I wake up, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And, and some days I wake up and I'm like, I'm tired of shit. But within a couple of minutes, I'm like, yep, let's just kick today's ass because it's a gift that can be awake. And I have to attribute a lot of that to eating real food. And if I don't feel right, I look at everything. Maybe I take a higher dose of probiotics. Maybe I double up my athletic greens. Maybe I, you know what, I, I wasn't drinking as much water. Maybe I had a little bit too much caffeine. And I'm really auditing as I go through. And I don't make, you know, I don't want to make this out to be about just about food and eating, but it is so important and so crucial. I, I can't drill the point home enough. If you guys are just willing to commit to stacking a little bit of these habits, eat one green vegetable every day. Just fucking start there. Just be better. Drink more water than you are already. Maybe have half the booze you're drinking. It can literally change the way you think. And then from there, how you move and feel. If we go down the list, uh, the only other things I would say is if you can start not just being mindful, but having a, a daily gratitude practice. And just finding things to be thankful for every day. And what I try to do is every day when I wake up, I, I'm just grateful that I woke up for one because I realize there's millions of people around the world who will not wake up and they will not have the same opportunities as me. And then when I go to sleep at night, I do the same thing. And oftentimes it's the same stuff. Um, and that's all it is for me. Sometimes it, when I if I am driving in here and maybe it's like summertime and I can see the sun coming up over the mountains I'm like, man, like I fucking live here. Like this is pretty cool. I could I could have been born anywhere. I could have been born in Afghanistan. But I was born here in the United States, which in my opinion is still the most biggest badass country there is where there's the most opportunity. Are we perfect? No, we do a lot of stupid dumb shit wrong. But I've been around the world. I've seen a lot of other places and I'm very thankful that I grew up here and I can live here and I can drive to a building with my name on it that I've worked, I've worked my ass off to do that. I go, but I'm very thankful. And I have gratitude when I pull into the parking lot, even when I'm tired, even when it's dark, even when it's cold, even for us in Arizona. And there's people already here in the parking lot waiting for us. And I go, holy shit, there's people who chose to woke up today and they came in here and they want to train with me. That's fucking crazy. And uh, it's humbling. And I have a sense of gratitude every day I show up that there's people here. And maybe for you, when I go to sleep too, it's usually for my dog because my dog will, will roll up in bed now and I'll lay there and my dog's asleep and I'm like, this dog is awesome. This is the greatest dog of all time. My wife is amazing. Just really simple, basic stuff. It's nothing more than that. But if you can start to do that for simple things, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids, for the weather, for Netflix, for coffee, it doesn't matter. It can be the smallest shit. But if you start being thankful and having gratitude as opposed to focusing on all the shit that you don't have and all the things that are going wrong, it can change your outlook, not just on the day, but on the rest of your life. On the same note, 
the two last things I'll leave you with is one, trying to integrate forgiveness uh, into your life. And I'm not telling you guys, obviously, what to do. Um, but I do think that's important. And I forget the uh, the exact quote with forgiveness. It's like, when you're holding on to grudges, right? Like when someone does you wrong. And again, you guys, you make amends and, and you, you hold on to what you hold on to. And I was very bad at this for a huge uh, portion of my life. When someone fucks with me, uh, does me wrong, you know, maybe they did something they shouldn't have done. Me holding on to that, thinking it's going to affect them in some way, it, it's poisoning myself. Like the, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the quote here, but like when you hold on to that anger, you're not poisoning them. It's poisoning you. You're carrying that shit with you. Now, admittedly, I, like my good friend BJ Gador, held on to a lot of negativity in my life for a long period of time, and I use it as energy and as fuel. Luckily for me, I could channel it you know, into fitness and this, uh, but it's not a healthy thing to do for your entire life. Now, I was a young, you know, angry knucklehead. So as I've gotten older, I've gotten more mature and I've realized, you know, I can forgive people. I, I won't forget things for sure, but I know that they were not in a good place and that's why it happened. They were young, they were confused, they were angry, they were abused, whatever, and they just passed it on. And I'm not telling you guys what to do, <clears throat> but when I could let go of that shit in my life, it's one of the most freeing things that there is. It's like I let go of an anchor that was holding me down, and I didn't need to be carrying that with me because um, it weighs too much, and none of you can carry that. So if it's mom, dad, uh, ex-husband, ex-wife, business partner, you know, asshole in, cut you off in traffic. You can't carry that shit with you, man. It weighs too much and it will weigh you down and it will hold you back from doing all the things that you're supposed to do. And forgiveness is a tough one, man, because uh, I come from the world of where like if you do me wrong one time, like it's fucking over and you're out of the circle. And uh, that's just not healthy. It's not a great way to live. Like we all make mistakes. We all fuck up. There's a, a great mandatory minute video series we did where David Jack was talking about moments in time and snapshots in time. And I always call him, you guys know, I call him fitness Jesus for a lot of reasons. And I wouldn't be here obviously without his influence in a lot of areas of my life. And I mean that in the utmost sincerity. And in this video series we've done together, you can watch it on our YouTube. It's called mandatory minutes. There's probably like 150 of them and they're gold. There's a lot of gold in there. I might even make them like a podcast, kind of like these uh, life lessons uh, sometime next year. But the snapshots in time he's describing is if you took five snapshots of my life, five snapshots of his life, five snapshots of your life or your mom's life or your dad's life, it could be last week, last month, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the five worst moments of each of us, you would look and be like, Jeremy, you're a piece of shit. Like you're a terrible human. I think we're all guilty of that, right? We're all guilty of making mistakes, losing our tempers, making bad decisions. And I think you just have to have a certain level of, of empathy, even for the dumbest shit. Now, there's certain things where 
you, you can't really give people a pass. There's these horrific things where it's off the table, and that's up to you guys. All I'm doing is sharing with you my personal take. So anything, if my parents didn't do things perfectly, if it was friends of mine, if it was you know ex-partners I had, I've made amends. And, and I realized last night as I'm talking to my old college teammate who's going to be 40 soon, I'm like, damn, we're old as fuck, bro, for one. Um, but two, how different we are. We're the same people. To our core, we can say the same jokes, have the same laughs, but we're so evolved as humans. We're so perfect. And I remember him and I just doing some really, it's college, you're college athletes, right? Irresponsible, just knucklehead shit. And to look back now, like I would never do those same things again, but that's who I was in that era of time. And so you guys, you do what's best for you, but if if you can just forgive. I'm not saying you have to be friends with the person or get back with them or do whatever. What I'm saying is to, you have to let that go because it is a fucking anchor in your life holding you down. And if I was still holding on to all that shit, being the angry young teenage male I was at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be able to talk to you guys and, and serve you to the best of my ability. I wouldn't have this mindset. I wouldn't, my wife wouldn't have married me. Uh, people here wouldn't have have supported this for, for 15 years, you guys wouldn't be around. And I'm just speaking from personal experience, man. And anyone that I've personally wronged, and I don't know if you guys want to go this path or not, uh, I've apologized to, whether it be email or uh, or Facebook Messenger or text or, or call or whatever I could do to reach out to them. Every single person that, hey, man, when I was 16, I was I was a dick. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said these things and done these things to you, I apologize. Most often is to to females, because I was a, a normal teenage dude, predator, uh, savage, where, you know, you, hormones, you know, run your life. You got you got two heads, and the, and the one that should be in charge is not uh, not dictating your uh, your success. And, and the point I'm making is, is I made amends with all those people, and oftentimes they would message back and say, hey man, I never felt offended, I didn't think you were an asshole, I just thought we were just... We were kids doing what kids do, uh, which kind of made me feel good. But I always carried that, uh, you know, kind of guilt with me. So I made amends for that. And if that's something you can do in your life, I think that is freeing. And it's not something you have to do, obviously, every single day. But if you can do that, and then if you can be, you know, the bigger person more often than not, that you can put into play every single day. And that, my friends, can be. A game changer. And the last thing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, I haven't met Konkoff. <clears throat> it was our last Sunday met kind of the year, and uh, oh, they're, they're all just brutal. I thank you guys for doing them, uh, by the way. I'm going to share one tomorrow, uh, even though it's Monday on Instagram. It's, uh, we're doing a giveaway of Athletic Greens. If you guys do the workout and you post the time and tag me in a video on your story, we're going to pick a lucky winner to send a, a full month supply of Athletic Greens with the new containers in the new packaging and the shaker bottle uh, right to your front door 100% for free. That's like a $100 value uh, right there for nothing. So pretty badass. All you got to do is do the terrible workout I post tomorrow, and we'll give you guys like a week to uh, to upload it, and we'll get uh, rocking and rolling. But that's why I'm coughing. I digress. The last thing I'll leave you guys with is stop complaining. Uh, if you can be a person who doesn't complain, 
and whine and bitch about every single thing, you'll be in a better headspace. And it's easier said than done. This goes along with the uh, the gratitude. It goes with the meditation. It goes with the perspective. It goes with you guys being mindful. But if you can stop complaining about 99.9% of the shit, your life's going to get real good. And it's hard for people to do because you get bogged down by everything. Complaining about not having enough time. Complaining about not having uh, the fanciest car. Complaining about not uh, having your body fat be right where it wants to be. Or getting stuck in traffic. Or having a flight delayed. Or you name it. Now all those things suck. And they're all problems. But more often than not, the things we complain about are luxury problems. They tend not to be life and death. And if it's not going to matter, you know, five years or five weeks from now, why sit and get just, you know, bogged down by it 24-7? Yet I find people who do this, it just wreaks havoc on their life. And the language you use when you speak to yourself is everything. And if you're constantly telling yourself, like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not strong enough, I don't look good enough, nobody cares about what I'm saying or what I'm doing, you'll never do anything. You'll never change, you'll never transform, you'll never evolve as a person. You'll just be stuck back in this, like, you know, negative shithole for your whole life. And people do this all the time. And this is for everybody out there listening. God willing, you're probably going to live a whole nother lifetime. So if you're listening and you're 40 years old, you're probably going to live 40 more years. You have a whole nother life to live, especially if you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself. But when you sit there and say, well, no one wants to hear me say this. Nobody wants to watch me do this. Nobody wants to read what I'm... It's just not true, dude. If I had that mentality or attitude, this wouldn't exist. It just wouldn't. And I'm not going to sit and talk negatively about myself and complain about every little thing that's going wrong. I just have to focus on the positive things. That's all I can do. Otherwise, I'm that person who just bitches and whines and complains. And the Lou Holtz quote that I share all the time is, never complain. Because 80% of people don't give a shit. And the other 20% are glad that they're your problems. Now, I say that with an asterisk. I mean, don't complain about getting the wrong coffee, excuse me, getting around the the wrong milk in your coffee at Starbucks. Don't complain because the newest iPhone is delayed. Those are luxury problems. They don't matter. Now, if you're dealing with some real shit, like we mentioned earlier, obviously, talk to a friend, talk to a family member, reach out to somebody who cares. That's not complaining. That's you sharing because you have a real problem. But you being pissed off because the new tire on your Porsche costs 800 bucks instead of 400 bucks, that's not something you need to complain about. And it's those little things people do, they start to add up and you become a complainer. You become a drain. You become a negative person. If you can flip the language in the way you talk about yourself, the way you talk about little problems, little issues, little mishaps, it changes how people hear you and it changes the seriousness of, of what you do when you take it on. And it's a tough, it's a tough shift to make, but it's one of the biggest things you can do to take care of yourself and put you in a better mood and kind of just laugh it off, man. And anytime some shit happens to me and and trust me, enough, 
bullshit comes my way that I could just bitch and whine and complain about everything and make everything a, a major story. Uh, but I don't, I just try to say, you know, it's all content, dude. And obviously for me being a creator, it can go on a podcast. It can go on an email. Uh, there's some, you know, life lesson I can learn from this. And, you know, once in a great while, you'll have a real legit problem and a real crisis on your hands. That's different. But for most of us, our day to day, it's just unencumbered with real stuff. We're just dealing with, you know, little inconveniences, but people tend to complain about everything. They complain about the government all day. They complain about, uh, you know, the economy all day or our reaction to things. You name it, people are going to find a thing to to whine and bitch and complain about. But if you find yourself being that person, stop, slow down, erase most of those and ask yourself, is this going to matter to me five weeks and five years from now? And even if the answer is yes, it will matter to you. By you bitching, whining and complaining about it, what's it going to change? The answer is nothing. If you can put action to the problem, instead of complaining, look for solutions, look for ways to get over, around, or under the roadblocks that are in your way, that's a different story. I tend to be in the solution business as opposed to the complaining business. So if we have a problem at our house or in our business here, all I ask is like, well, what can we do about it? What can we do to change it? What can we do to mitigate the damage? What can we do to make it better? If you don't like the way your body feels or moves or looks, you can complain about it and you can complain about your genetics or the economy or not having enough time and all those things may be valid, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What can you do about it? Can you get up a couple minutes earlier? Can you make a better eating choice? Can you maybe skip the booze? That's it. You have two choices, complain or look for solutions. Personally, when I stopped complaining and acting like it was everybody else's fault and the world was against me and I really just took extreme ownership of my life and my actions and what I was doing and I focused on solutions, oddly enough, shit got real good for me. I became healthier, I became happier, and all of a sudden I got quote-unquote a lot luckier and all these upper other opportunities started to come my way and people wanted to associate with me and talk to me and be around me. Weird. When I became more positive, when I became healthier, when I became happier, when I became more focused, I attracted people who were similar. When I was bitching and whining and complaining, I found myself in a circle of those people as well. I think if you step back from your life for a couple of seconds, you'll find it to be eerily similar too. So those would be my 10, I guess, was it 10? Who even knows? We're just making it up as we go here. Uh, That'd be my 10 ways to take care of yourself every single day. Again, they're all things that you guys know. And it's nothing, you know, earth shattering or probably surprising. But if I'm saying things that you hear and say, you know what, I'm guilty of that. You know what, I could be better in that area. Then I urge you to start kind of stacking some of these habits on top of each other or at least work on the one that is your biggest issue and start there and just let it kind of grow into you stacking it onto another habit and another habit. And I'll share this to you because it just is so fitting. I found this on uh, LinkedIn the other day. It says one day it just clicks. So you guys are just stacking habits. You're making little changes, one better food choice. You're doing a, a minute of gratitude here. You know, you're getting 
better sleep. You're just really present with your friends and family. Maybe you get rid of that negative shithead friend who's been dragging you down or that, you know, person in your circle who's kind of a hater, like they're not really happy for you, only if you're doing good, but not better than them. When you start to put those pieces in play, it just clicks. And then you realize like what's important and what isn't. You learn to care less about what other people think of you. And you really start to care more about what you think of yourself. And when you've put in the work to be more mindful, to be full of gratitude, to be healthier, you've really, you know, invested in your own health on all the levels. And you really realize how far you've come. You remember when you thought things were such a mess and that you'd never recover and that it would never get better and your life was just miserable and it was terrible and you were destined just to be on this negative, you know, shit storm of a track, you think of that and then you smile. And you smile because you're truly proud of the person that you fought so fucking hard to become. And that's where I live today. And all of you can be there. I am not special whatsoever. I'm just a knucklehead gorilla stuck in a warehouse who had to do everything the hard way. And good thing for me is I like to do hard shit. I don't want anybody to give me a car or buy me a house or leave me millions of dollars of inheritance. And lucky for me, my family ain't got none of that shit. So I get I get whatever I earn and I'm cool with that. I don't want anybody to give me this body. I want to do the work. I want to do the split squats. I want to run the miles. I want to ride the bike. I want to do the bench press. I want to build it up. It's fucking hard and I earned it. You know, I used to be an asshole and now I tend to be a really nice person. And it took a lot of work to do that, to change this negative mindset that just like embedded into my soul of being a glass, you know, kind of half empty person to this, you know, glass all full person. And I think about that journey and you can only smile and you smile because you're like, yeah, you know what? I did the work. I became this better version of me. I fought and clawed and scraped all the way to get here and you'll be the exact same. So if you're trying to put yourself in a position to be happy and be successful, I urge you to kind of throw these into your life. And if you do that consistently, one day it's going to click and you're going to step back and be, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a week or a month or even a year probably, but pieces of it will happen in a week. Pieces will happen in a month. Pieces will happen in a year. And one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, boom, you know what? I transformed and you'll be really happy you did because uh, you'll see all the people who didn't put in the work. And you'd be like, yeah, I used to sound like that. And I used to do that. And I don't, I don't anymore. Because you'll have a level of thankfulness and gratitude and a perspective a lot of other people don't. But it starts with these 10 things. And then you'll build on your own from there. As always, you guys, I thank you. Uh, this was not the podcast we had planned for today. But I wanted to give you something that hopefully added some value to your life and helped you. So hopefully this did. Uh, if you guys want to hear anything else, obviously hit me up, send in a request. We'll do that. My plan is to do one more episode before Christmas with Heather, kind of wrapping up, uh, our thoughts as we head into the new year. Then I'll drop you guys one when I'm back from Christmas. Then we're on to our 47 day transformation again, 47 day transformation.com. January the 10th will start. That's our biggest flagship program. If you guys really want to make a change in your life, I urge you to get on that. The workouts obviously will rip your face off. We go real, real deep on the nutrition. And then there's a lot of personal development in there, a lot of lifestyle focused stuff. 
just helping you really create habits that not just last 47 days, but hopefully, you know, the next 47 years of your life and beyond. So if you're interested, obviously hit me up. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys. Uh, I'll check in with you most likely on Thursday. Uh, if you guys want any of the sponsor stuff, Athletic Greens, Beam, Kettle and Fire, J-Lab, Dry Farm Wines, all the links are in the show notes. Again, I appreciate you guys. I'm humbled. Uh, thanks for dealing with my Metcon cough today because apparently this workout was worse than I thought. And uh, until next time, and I mean this, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.